0: What do you know? We got a couple of haters. Couple of haters. Had a rough day. Sometimes it happens. If you suck. What's happening, guys? Happy Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Another off day for. The boys here at the Dynasty War Zone. I am your host. My name is Memphis. You can follow me on Twitter at DWZMemphis. And on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about veteran dynasty winners and losers. But I'll tell you who's always been a winner, never been a loser. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power, Mr. Jerry Sinclair. Buddy, what's going on?
1: Nothing, man. I mean, we have the draft. This is our bonus show. If there's anything that could possibly get me more excited, I don't know what it could possibly be. Um, we got, I, I don't know how many rookie drafts you got going on right now, but my phone blows up every 13 seconds.
0: And it's you the know, best time uh, of the year. Special shout out to our admin over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty war Neil, I like how he turned them all on at once. And, and so at this point, I mean, we're like talking like I'm like in like 10 of these drafts. So literally every 10, every hour, I would say every hour I'm going in and I'm going through all the leagues still drafting, making sure I'm, well, that's the only way I can keep you up.
1: Don't have, you don't have notifications on, do you?
0: If I had notifications turned on, I'd jump out the basement window.
1: See, I do. I, I, I turned it off during the NFL draft because they were announcing picks before they came up and that pisses me off more than anything. So I turned them off for a little bit. But now that the drafts are there, I would not be able to keep up if I had to just go through and pick each one to see which one I'm on the clock for. You're a psychopath.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I can't. I mean, I, I love the Dynasty Warzone. I love the patrons. The patrons are the ones who, in fact, keep this thing rolling, this machine goes at a strong pace because of the patrons that support us over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty wars. So I love being in there. Uh, they're all super kind. That's how they get me. They, they tag me in the group chat and I literally will go right in. I mean, not always like Tuesday night. I was in the batting cage with my son and you know, uh, obviously I have the day job, but more often than not, if they need me, I'm there. But, uh, speaking of, uh, special events and surprises, we are a day removed from your birthday. Now, happy belated yeah. birthday! Uh, now, in fairness, I, I, I did wish you a happy birthday in the the patron group chat. Uh, how was your birthday, Mrs. Jerry? Everybody in your uh, life treats you okay, buddy?
1: Yeah, we were good. I mean, I worked, but you know, we, you try to forget when you turn thirty-five. Well, you know, I mean, you can not legally
0: a, run. You can legally run for president of these United States. You know what? I never even thought about that. Unfortunately
1: for me, I'm absolutely not qualified. But I guess that's sort of been the case for the last I don't know seven or eight presidents. So I guess we're good.
0: I, I'd like to thank you for killing off the joke I was getting ready to steer right into. And you said I'm not good. qualified. I'm like Mister. You've not been any less qualified than the last two guys to to have that role. I mean, you you uh, you manage people. You you manage a budget. You manage a lot of different things, and I I think you'd do fine. I think you'd have. Uh, wait a minute! Someone in the chat asked, "Are you Canadian? Are you Canadian?" Well,
1: I mean, listen, I got the old English D, so we're uh, we're honorary Canadians. I think we might be born with dual citizenship. I'm not certain entirely. South, but Canadians. what we are, what we are certainly not, is subject to no monarch. Get out of here! I, who is it now? It's not even. Oh, it's Charles, King Charles. Get out of here, Charles!
0: Yeah, Podcast. we're just uh, we're, we're 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 rowdy. We're rowdy, uh, rowdy people, but I'm going to give Jerry a minute to get buckled in, ready to talk about his man, DeAndre Swift. But before I do, if you were subscribed to our YouTube channel, Dynasty Warzone, literally go to the YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone. Now on Wednesday, you got an audio podcast, but you could have gotten that podcast like three days earlier because sometimes these takes can get stale, nothing we can do about them, but... Oh God! I already got someone in the chat giving me the business about about Levis Lovely Christian. I, 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 we will good. talk about we talked about Levis on on Sunday show. So go listen to the uh, Player Profiler podcast or Dynasty Warzone podcast. Uh, I've I've already moved him, Christian. I've I've already moved him. But speaking of Player Profiler YouTube, that's where we were on Sunday. That's where we talked about our rookie winners and losers. And Jerry made me own up to my. To my Will Levis love, uh, in fairness to me, I did move him to QB four from a, a much higher position. I'll just I'll just say that. And I'm drafted place, though. I mean, I, I, I'm going to have shares. I mean, he's been going around the one eleven. I don't mind it. If you need a QB, I mean, you're g- good, good, GM. I like Rand Carthen. I like uh, I, I like Mike Vrabel. I'm going to say nice things about Traylon Burks and Chig Okonkwa in the the body of the show. So please don't make me do it twice. But this is just a way and like the interaction with Christian, with Mike, with the guys in the live stream, in the group chat, that's helping us out. So even though Christian's giving me the business about my love of of Will Levis, he's helping us. You know, he's interacting with us live during the live feed. So he asked me a question, not worth the late first in question mark or early second. Here's the thing. It's not really what I think. I can tell you, we were just talking, what, Jerry, we've both done probably at least 10 to 12 rookie drafts each, and I've seen him go anywhere from 108 to 111. So I think that's about the right range for him. I mean, once you get past, for me, once you get past Jordan Addison at the 107, the 108 can be as team-dependent as you want it to be. You need a quarterback, cool. You need a running back. You need a wide receiver. Yeah, you can quote unquote reach on some guys there at one hundred eight, one hundred nine, one hundred ten, and, and, and a super flex. So once you get past one hundred seven, it feels pretty gross anyway. So just take what you need.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. I I, I feel like 108 is a good spot for him.
2: I and, mean and it might be it
1: might be a little bit too much because you're not going to get an immediate return. But just when you look at who you're going to have to take otherwise, like Zay Flowers is a great prospect, but you got to deal with. Lamar there so I mean either way it's going to be it's going to feel icky no matter who you go with so
0: well I'll give you I, an I example. think I, th-
1: I think I, I think I took uh Levis at at eight in the league that I took
0: I'll give you a real life example so I'm in a, a league that I won last year I won it with Tom Brady and Geno Smith I have a hurt Matt Stafford on the bench well Matt Stafford should be coming back and I'll still have Geno my QB three four in this league are Jacoby Brissett, and Sam Darnold. Now, both these guys should play a handful of games this year. Maybe I can band-aid together a, a QB3 in case of bad weather or, you know, like a snowstorm or, or something, bad rain in Seattle, what, whatever that is with, with Gino. But I'm there at 111, and I'm I'm looking. we got to start three wide receivers in this league, and I really like Marvin Mims, as, as you know. And I'm looking at yeah. Marvin Mims, Kendra Miller, and Will Levis. And ultimately, I settled on Will Levis. Again, I won the league last year. This should be this particular dynasty team's last year in a contending format. Uh, I've got Austin Eckler. I've got Miles Sanders. I've got a couple of other, you know, veteran running backs. I've got Cooper Cup. I've got Stephon Diggs. Now, luckily, I've got you know young guys like Brandon IU and Garrett Wilson coming up behind him. You know, I've got George Kittle. I've got some young guys behind him. But the the body of this team, this is my last year contending. So ultimately, I'm like, I'm going to do well this year. So I'm not going to be able to draft a, uh, like a Drake or a Caleb Williams next year. So if I don't get a quarterback this year with this 111, even if he hits or doesn't hit, I, I've got to, I've got to take the shot. So that's where I went Will Levis, the first Will Levis share I got, because
1: what uh? I'm, what what other trends have you seen so far? I mean, I know it, we've got a topic today, but it just, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious about the guys this. you've been
0: picking. Um, I've been getting a lot of Michael Wilson. I have been getting, I have been, uh, we talked last time, good people, bad tweets. And it was a Chad Parsons tweet talking about, you know, diversification and the pros and cons. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be very very pro-diversification, but with these rookie tight ends, I've been getting a mix of everybody. Some, now, obviously, if I'm taking a, a tight end super early, I'd probably go Kincaid, but if Kincaid's off the board, I'll I'll randomly go, sometimes it's Musgrave, sometimes it's Laporta, sometimes it's Mayer. I want a little exposure to all of those guys because, as we know, rookie tight ends and tight ends in general, the hit rate's not good. So I've I've been bouncing back and forth between those three guys. Um uh Luke Shunocker, Michigan guy, tight end, Sh- Shunmaker. Thank you Shoon. I, I I'm, I've never been good with the English language, Jerry. This is not new or news. But Michigan
1: State picked him dude, off on the last play. I'll never forget that
0: guy. He he is uh shooting up draft boards. I'm telling you is he is uh slingshot is that a is that a verb? He has slingshotted past Darnell Washington as the as the yeah. tight end five in this class and you know a lot of people I was listening to like a non-fantasy-related football podcast. I think it was Mark Schlereth, and he was really singing this kid's praises. So um, I'm going to answer one more question because this is going to be our Sunday night topic over on the Player Profiler YouTube feed. We're going to be talking about all the recaps we've seen from our own dynasty you know, rookie drafts. Like I said, by the time we get there on Sunday, I'll have at least 12 to 15 in the bank, and so will Jerry. Yeah. So we'll be able to give you some pretty accurate data if maybe your rookie, you know your league's rookie draft isn't until like later in the month. Uh, I know Memorial Day is a good weekend for rookie drafts. It's a it's a three four day weekend. You can draft from the lake or the water or what have you. So we'll have a full recap on on Sunday. How's that, Jar? Does that work for you? Uh, that works but, for me. But I said I was going to answer Christian's last question. What are my thoughts on Jaden Reed? He's a steal. For whatever reason, people are really happy to take guys like Tank Dell. Xavier Hutchinson and, and guys like that and I don't get it. Um I heard the Pod Father, I listened to the Sonic Truth today with him and Theo and Alan, and they're very pro Jalen Reed, and I am too. Uh he just no, has they to were, beat out they,
1: they are very much uh pro they Jalen Reed. Very, He's one of
0: that that,
1: that tier of wide receiver, I've that's my diversifying tier. The the Marvin Mims, the Jaden Reed, the Johnny Mingos, the all those guys in there those are the guys that i'm diversifying i was uh, listen i was surprised that jaden reed went top 50 but also he never really had great qb play at michigan state he never really had great qb play at the senior bowl and he still did awesome and you know it, it is yet to be seen if jordan love is going to give him great qb play but he's got an opportunity to be the wide receiver 2 there immediately and potentially the the highest producing wide receiver on that offense, and you're getting him at, at a late I, I, first I, I, if you I, I, believe in him, or early seconds. Uh, so who, I, mean, that's, I mean, no, yeah, go, go, look yeah. to,
0: go look go look to some of your drafts. I'm telling you, I, I think I'm right in the middle. Now you got seen. you got to
1: remember, I also have drafts with Michigan State
0: people too. That, so. that, that that is fair. You are an alumni of Michigan State. What I've seen in my leagues. I have seen that somewhere between I am somewhere in between what you know Matt and Theo and Alan are on him. And and Christian said JJ Zacharison's high on him as well. And what I've seen. I've seen him going mid to late third. And then, you know, those guys over at the Sonic Truth That's are, fucking are
1: dumb in my are, are, are talking,
0: are talking late 2nd i I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, to me, it just to, to your point. I'm diversifying all these guys. I'm diversifying Jaden Reed, Josh Downs. I'll tell you who's really growing on me a little yeah, bit. I Jalen actually, Hyatt. I
1: don't have any, okay. I mean, I, I don't have, have any downs yet,
0: but you, you you know, I've gotten a I've gotten a couple of Jalen Hyatts, and what I like about him is is that dog factor. They've been showing that that video, that tweet of him and the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver coach going around, where that guy's talking about he's just speed, and he's like, no, I'm not just speed. You know, I kind of like that. I kind of like that belief in yourself. So I would say in that mid-second to mid-third, just diversify. Take the guys you like. Get a little bit of everybody. Don't don't have ten of one guy. Like, don't go all Jaden Reed. Don't go all Marvin Mims. Get a mixture.
1: I mean, our man Jesse Schneeman said it best in the Patreon chat the other day when he said, there is no reaches in the second round of this rookie draft. Take the guys you want. Because uh, I, I've never heard some wiser shit, and I got Marcus Aurelius on on
0: the 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 table right behind me, and you, he you is know, honestly wiser than him. I, uh, I I had a a similar a similar type feel. I feel like in a superflex after 106, that is a tier. I I feel like 107 through 207, that's a tier. It d- doesn't really matter who you take. You should probably be get because that's where. To me, that's where the three big quarterbacks, Bijan, Gibbs, and JSN are gone. After those six yeah. are gone, fellas, ladies, that's a tier. Just pick one, grab a hold of the one you like, get a little bit of all of them, and I think that's the best way to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let, let's get into your guy. I don't have a good person, bad tweets tonight, although I will be sharing some of the tweets I tweeted about this guy from – Sunday after the trade. But, Jerry, you are a lifelong Lions fan, long-suffering. Mm-hmm. You're only 35, mm-hmm. so you might have still been in, like, junior high the last time they made the, the playoffs. Maybe early 20s. No. They had that year with Stafford. Yeah. There was that I mean, one was,
1: Stafford. I think it was 2014 was the last time.
0: Okay, uh, they so lost you were in your business. mid to late 20s. I, I I nailed it. Yeah, I nailed it. So what were your thoughts when Swift became a Lion, and, and how have the last – you know, three seasons in Honolulu blue changed your perspective.
1: Well, I thought the Lions were going to ruin him when they drafted him. They didn't. Uh, The problem is he just wasn't available enough. So that, that is what it is. The problem is, is I don't think his situation has changed a ton. Philadelphia is much sexier and they rush it a lot more. And guess what? Jalen hurts is going to do the exact same shit to DeAndre Swift that he did to Miles Sanders because Miles Sanders profiles as a great receiving back and a good between the tackles runner. He was an awesome prospect coming out just like DeAndre Swift was and just like DeAndre Swift Jalen Hurts is standing there and he's always going to touch the ball. So if the opportunity comes where he can run it into the end zone, he's going to do it. So I, I I don't think it's a bad thing for DeAndre Swift. I don't think it's a good thing either. It's a, a, He's the same. He's just, he's going to be a great RB2 that's probably a little bit more expensive than that.
0: I mean, for me, I think the best thing for me to share with the listeners, first of all, if you want a stat by stat, because I spent way too much goddamn time on Sunday on pro football reference, digging through the Philadelphia offense over the last two seasons with Jalen Hurts, because that was the first season was half Nick Sirianni, half Shane Steichen. And then last season was all Shane Steichen. But I'm going to paraphrase the numbers. If I get a decimal point or a or a number off a little bit, please forgive me. But over the, the last two seasons, Jalen Hurts has represented 40% of the rushing touchdowns. He's had 10 one year and 13 the next. And that is 40% of all of the rushing touchdowns in Philadelphia. So just walking in there. Not a lot of double digits back to back 10 and 13 in two years. And the the year he had 13, which was last year, he missed like two and a half games with a shoulder injury because they were so far ahead in the division and the NFC that there was no, no need to press him and gave him some time to get healthy for the playoff run. So that is that in and of itself is concerning. Second of all, total rush attempts. He had like 29% of the total rushing attempts, So I went through, I took all of the total receptions and all of the total running back rush attempts over the last two years. And over the last two years, per game, the running backs touched the ball an average of 27 and a half times per game. Now, that's and, and that's a that's a two year sample, guys. That's that's not. Not huge, but it's all I got because he's only been the starter for the last two years. Shane Steichen and Nick Seriani were only there for two years. Could the offense evolve? Hell, I guess. You know, I, I guess if it's the, if it's not broken, don't fix it mentality for me. So, so there's not a lot. So, so you take that 28 rush or 20, sorry, 28 total running back touches. And now you got to chop that up four ways because I don't think they're going to cut anybody because Swift isn't healthy. Normally. Shot. and he's not normally healthy. You know, the head coach wears a Kenneth Gainwell t-shirt, and I believe they really like Boston Scott. So I think all four of those guys will be on the roster. How many actually dress or listed as active on Sundays? I don't know. But I know that let's say you give him 10 touches. That's 40% of the 28 touches. So what's he do with them? We know he's not going to get the goal line work. Because we know Jalen Hurts is going to take a lot at the goal line. And that's probably Rashad Penny. He's not guaranteed to get all of the passing down work. Oh, by the way, over two seasons, Jalen Hurts averages 69. Nice. 69 pass attempts to the running backs a year. So, I mean, that's about three and a half pass attempts per game. So he's chopping that up potentially with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. This is not my opinion. These are just the numbers that I've... Extrapolated and pulled out of the Philadelphia offense the last two years. My plan in Dynasty with DeAndre Swift is this right here. I'm gonna let everybody get really high because they they assume. And remember, in the military, they will teach you assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups. They're gonna assume this is a good landing spot because Philadelphia is a good offense. That that part's true. But what percentage of the work he's gonna get, no one really knows. And I think by about Halloween. He's going to be disappointing some GMO, some GMs and some dynasty gamers. That's when I'm going to try to be by DeAndre Swift because next year in March, he's going to be a free agent. You know, you know who's unhappy in, in LA with the Chargers, Jerry. Austin. Austin Eckler is unhappy in LA with his current situation. He may seek his entertainment elsewhere. You know who would fit that Austin Eckler role beautifully in LA with the Chargers as a 25 year old free agent, don't tease the people like that. I I I don't I'm I'm not um what's his name? It starts with a T. the the general manager of the of the LA Chargers. But that would be a, a replacement, a guy looking to rebound his career. You could probably get him on a two three year deal, kind of that David Montgomery three for 18 a couple of years ago. Melvin Gordon signed a two for 12 that kind of deal, kind of a prove it deal. That's perfect. That's what I'm doing with DeAndre Swift. I'm not anti-DeAndre Swift. I just don't think that because the Philadelphia offense is good, yes, that it automatically translates to fantasy and dynasty success. Jerry, what are your th- thoughts on my on my take?
1: I think it's fine. I think I am anti-DeAndre Swift, though. I mean, even if he was a lion and we didn't have Jameer Gibbs, I still would have been anti-DeAndre Swift. He just gets hurt too much. And he, he's always going to be spicy because he was a sexy prospect who got drafted in rookie drafts really early. And he's just, he's never been that. And I really don't think he's ever going to be that. And so for, for that reason, I'm just, I'm good. There, there There's, if he could be a value at some point, he's absolutely someone I would go for. I just, I cannot foresee that being the case.
0: This is why I have a ton of Miles Sanders. I knew this was going to be exactly. a and spot. And, and, this and is Josh so- Jacobs a couple years
1: ago, or not even, like 16 months ago, Josh Jacobs was, he? so if he could do that, because Josh Jacobs was a former 101. Well,
0: well this, but, is, why, this he, is why I was nabbing Miles Sanders. Now, Miles Sanders pulled the okey-doke on me and finished as like the RB14 or something last year in, in full-point PPR, even though he, he didn't get a lot of pass volume. This is what I'm trying to do. Like, this is a dynasty move. Before we get into the the winners and losers, go in and look at players, wide receivers, running backs, people that you like that have been in bad situations. Mike Geseki is one for me. Before we go there, I'll talk about Mike Gesecki. I've loved Mike Geseki. He's been in a beautiful location to live. You know, Miami is great. I've been to Miami a couple of times on vacation. It's beautiful. I wouldn't want to live there, but it's it's nice to visit. And he's not been used to what I think. I'm I'm really hoping that he gets used in New England the way that Evan Ingram got used down in Jacksonville last year. I'm really hoping for that type of rebound. So if there's a guy out there that you really like and he's been in a bad spot and he's on the last year of his deal, those are the guys that I'm trying to acquire right now. Because when they hit the open market, you're either going to get a buzz trade, meaning like the landing spot's going to create buzz, or they could potentially land in a better landing spot, and you might be able to get another year or two of usage out of them. And, and that's kind of what I'm going to do with DeAndre Swift. I wouldn't touch him right now. I would either hold or sell because the, the value is high. You can sell the the green helmet with the silver the silver wings on it, Jerry, because I don't think it's going to be great for point scoring season. It's cool. It you. looks good. It looks good when he's lined up with Hertz and A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and, and Goddard and all those guys. It just looks great on a poster. But when it like, comes I mean,
1: he's, he's going to be good, it's just he's not going to be as good as his value is. And that's why I'm, I'm I, I think
0: that. I think everybody who's got a Philadelphia running back is going to be lying to themselves this year, whether that's seasonal or dynasty. You're going to be looking at that roster. You're going to be looking at that RB3 spot. You're going to be looking at that flex spot and you're going to be like, this is DeAndre Swift week. This is a DeAndre. I, I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You know, they're going to be behind. It's going to be a competitive four game. 6 point six points yeah it's exactly right. He's going to kick I, I, now in in a best ball dynasty league or a best ball seasonal league, via Con Dios, go with God, do do your thing. but in a league where I have to hit the submit start, action. okay. Hey, you know i'm I'm an educated man. now you really hate me. So that's what I'm doing with DeAndre Swift. I don't hate DeAndre Swift. I actually have a DeAndre Swift plan. You good with that? Uh, I yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, well let us let's let's, uh, let's go into the rookies, but real quick, just want to remind you one more time about the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. The rookie drafts have been great, but can I tell you my favorite part of rookie season? Keep it What's keep that? it real with you. I love the conversations, the text messages, the DMs, the phone calls, the conversations with our patrons who are in their own rookie drafts, asking questions, making trades. Hey, Memphis, what would you do here? Hey, what would you X, Y, Z? You know, I I love it. I absolutely love because I I get a. Hey, I enjoy helping people. That's why I got into doing content in the first place. But to have that one on one time, you know, I've got a 40 minute, depending on traffic could be longer, a 40 minute commute, more than enough time to have conversations about Dynasty. I don't know what other patrons offer, nor do I care. Ours is five bucks. It's patreon.com forward slash dynasty war And because of our great Australian contingent, thanks to the WhatsApp, I have conversations all the time with uh, our international gamers. We got them from Iceland. We got them from Great Britain, a lot of Aussies. So if you're thinking, man, there's no way these guys could help me because I live in Bangladesh. Try me. Just try me and try us over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty war It is a tremendous way of helping the show. Now, Jerry, I, I kind of see DeAndre Swift and his GMs is uh, taking it on the chin. So we're going to start rough and we're going to get positive. We're going to okay. get positive at the end. We're both going to give you three winners. We're both going to give you three losers. We're going to start with losers, Jerry. Who is it? Now, when I, I wrote out all the people in total that I thought were losers, maybe you added to it. There was one guy that I saved for you and I'm going to see yeah, if that's guess, where you start. Guess starting. who I'm going to talk about? Uh, uh, Ken- it's, it's, Kenneth yeah, go ahead. Walker. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bummer, dude. What, what are your thoughts? Where did you have him in your RB rankings before the NFL draft? And then where do you have him now?
1: I had him at three behind JT and Brees Hall. And he's not there now. I don't know where he's at, but hes I promise you he's not there. And it's not that I don't think he's better than Zach Charbonnet. I do. But Zach Charbonnet is also good. And they clearly love the man, which is why they took him in the second round. So they've got plans for him, which means this is not going to be a workhorse situation. And one of the things that made the man so fabulous is that he got tons of work. I mean, he's got a nose for the end zone. He's more explosive than Zach Charbonnet is. I mean, he's he's great at finding the end zone, but so is Zach Charbonnet. Like Zach Charbonnet is a fighter and he fights for every inch that he can. It's gross. Like, I I would love for this game to be easy. Like if this was 2006, you could just have a running back and they would just win you championships. And it was a wonderful time to be around. And now that we're in 2023, that entire position, the NFL just spits in your face. They just they don't want us to have nice things. They want to make it hard on us. An absolute home run if one of them gets hurt. But in the meantime, standalone value, 100%, they both got cloppered. There was a chance Zach Charbonnet was the RB2 in this class and could get drafted as high as 104, 105. And he plummeted, which we talked about on the Sunday show. And then you got Kenneth Walker, who people like me had at Dynasty RB3. Just about everybody had him in the top 10. I mean, he's. Is he still an RB1? I mean, his age and his production would suggest he's probably still belongs in there, but you don't feel good Kenneth about Walker?
0: it. Yeah. You got to, you got to, you got to relax there, Eeyore. You know, no what matter. You? He's not, nah. he, he's still my RB6. And then I listen to Theo, Matt, and Allen, and they're right in that same pocket with me. You listen, know, we, I, what, so I, I think on. he's
1: better than Zach Charbonnet, but that, that percentage of his touches is getting crushed. Rashad Penny was. A, Rashad Penny. B, he got hurt because he's Rashad Penny. And that was all Kenny last year. That's not the case with Charbonnet. It's gross. I hate it. Maybe I'm Chicken Little and the sky is falling.
0: But, ooh Oh, I hate well, it. Well, 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 hold on, Eeyore. Jerry's over here like, well, Kenneth Walker got destroyed. I'm he just going to go. I'm just gonna go st- there's,
1: no, there's no refuting that. He I'm going to go stick destroyed. my head in the hole He got now. destroyed more than any other veteran did.
0: Do, do you remember what non-fantasy football topic we discussed at the end of the player profile or YouTube stream the other night? Classic wrestling heels, right? Yeah, yeah. And do you know who my favorite was? It was, it was one of my favorites is Ric Flair, right? Yeah. You know what Ric Flair used to say, Jerry?
1: What he used to say?
0: Woo! Well, that, that, that's a, the, yes, for sure, woo. Um, you're, you're too close to the mic, by the way. Um, but uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I feel like Kenneth Walker is the man. And I think when they walk in there now, can, can Zach Charbonnet be a pest? Sure he can. But the more I listen and the more I think about it, it's like, they had to have an RB 2 Did they have to, this kind of felt like they got it disjointed and out of order. So I, if you have him at, at 10, I think you're too low. I would like to buy some of your Kenneth Walker. Um, I'm going to value. Uh, I'm going to value him right around RB six. I think it's still going to be a good offense. I think he's still going to get a 60, 65% touch share there in, in Seattle. Now, if someone gets injured, there's nothing I can do about that, but I'm easily, easily not as in as I was. I mean, all pre-NFL draft season, I was like, you know, he's he's my RB 2-3, depending on the day. You know, he's right there in that. He was right there in that pocket with Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Bijan. you know, Barkley, and then he was right there, and now he's not right there. So he's still right there 5-6 for me, Jerry. Okay. It pisses me off, though. Who was yours? Oh, my first one's Mark Andrews, and really, well, hundred percent. Let me hit you with some data with this, okay? I like Mark Andrews. We need more good tight ends in the NFL. We need. That's why more. you
1: pissed me off, Mike, because there's we, only we, three we, we, of we, them, we, and he's one of them.
0: You know, he's probably in most people's top three or four. You know, it's going to be some combination of Pitts, Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle. Those are, and then Hawkinson's probably you know made his way up into the top three, four as well. So there's your big five. Here's my concern. They didn't add just one pass catcher to this offense. They didn't add two. They added three because they really didn't have Rashad Bateman at all last year. So they should be getting Bateman back from the injury. They spent, they're going full Eagles here. They have another first round wide receiver in Zay Flowers. And they signed Odell Beckham Jr., who happens to be boys with the quarterback Lamar Jackson so I went I, I didn't throw in the historic rushing record season of 2019 I didn't think that was fair because he rushed a lot more they crushed everybody that year so the pass attempts would have been down so I took I took the, the years thereafter and I know he didn't play all the games but over over those seasons Lamar averaged 28 pass attempts a game okay yep. Lamar is a career. Passing completion guy, he completes pass. I, I said that way out of out of sync. <laughs> it's he, English he, is tough. He, it is. It's not. It, it, it's it's a made up language. It's not even a good made up language. It's not even a root language of Latin, which I was speaking earlier. But in his career, Lamar completes sixty three point seven percent of his passes. So sixty three point seven percent of twenty eight is eighteen completed passes a game. Now we're going to take eighteen completed passes a game. And we're going to chop those up between Andrews, Bateman, Flowers, um, OBJ, and maybe one or two of the running backs. I mean, what's his target distribution? What's his catch rate? Four or five a game? That doesn't mean that that he's still not a top five tight end. I just don't think that his dynasty GMs won. Because if you have him, he's supposed to be a cheat code. He's supposed to be a Kelsey buster. He's supposed to be able to put you in that realm. So for me... I've actually moved TJ Hawkinson ahead of him in my dynasty rankings. I I have to, even with, even with the addition of Jordan Addison, it's a much higher volume passing offense. So Hawkinson, Addison, and Justin Jefferson are splitting a much larger target distribution, a much larger pie. So that's my thinking. That's why I, I had him as a loser.
1: I, I can hear it. I don't think he lost a ton, but that is a pretty good argument that I can, I can get behind. My my thing is that he has the better rapport than all of those guys with Lamar Jackson, so I don't think he's going to take it on the chin as much. But there is definitely a lot more than there was last year because last year it was Devin DuVernay and me out there. So I can dig it. I, maybe right. that just pisses me off because I complain about tight ends all the time. Sure. But if you want, if you want to talk about my next guy. Complain away, so, sir. So, so he's got already prior to to the draft last week he already had one of the most dynamic young wide receivers with him and then they decide to take the top wide receiver off the board and i am of course talking about tyler lockett he was a guy that i love to get for absolutely cheap because he's never been sexy ever he's like a he's like a hamburger you know dynasty players they love the sizzle and if they can get the steak they love to build around the steak but You can win championships, those wide receiver, two, three, flexes, those sort of things can be won with nice, just delicious cheeseburgers, pepper jack, maybe some A1 sauce on it a little bit. And that was Tyler Lockett. He was just, he was a wonderful value and it's dead because they have DK Metcalf and they have Jackson Smith and Jigba, two of the most polarizing elite prospects that have come out in the last four or five years and he's what 31 and he's never been all that great he's sort of just been the other guy he's like a marvin jones plus like he's a little
0: better than marvin jones He's a dynasty cockroach
1: yeah like he just he's keeping around keeping around and he got i mean he got punched out and listen it'll take jackson smith and jigba a month to sort of get used to the game torch a corner or two get some confidence and then it's off to the races and Tyler Lockett will have three games where he's useful next season. And then all of a sudden you'll just stop hearing about Tyler Lockett. He'll just fade into existence. He'll just be Jordy Nelson. Just.
0: Bye. Well, I'm looking at his dead cap. He's going to be there this year, next year. That or they're going to want to eat $14.1 million yeah. of dead cap in 2024. Here, Can I give you a little good news before I get into my second guy? Yeah. A, Tyler Lockett probably wasn't worth more than like a mid-second anyway. And he, was re- and he was really only value to a select handful of GMs that were like in a contending window. You were counting Smart on him one. to be yeah. your. You were counting on him to be like your wide receiver three, four by week filling guy. So, so I, I understand that. But can I give you a little silver lining? You could try, Gino, Gino finished eighth in the league last year with just over 600 pass attempts per game. So that's th- mm. that's 35. That's 35 pass attempts a game. I don't have his completion percentage. Let's say he's also 64 percent right there with Lamar. That means he's going to complete 22 balls a game. So between DK, Tyler Lockett, the rookie, I don't think no fans ever going to be a thing. I, I don't want to don't want to <laughs> alarm. I don't want to alarm anybody. <laughs> but- but yeah. but you know what if if tyler lockett gets you five i'm still for, holding strong though but yeah five for 84 for 70 does that feel like that'd be okay could you could you get by with that as like your wide receiver four ish yeah i mean yeah so there you go I, I i talked you down off the mountain don't you feel better listen See, to, that's you did well I'm, you didn't do I'm, it I'm the sooth- first time I'm, I'm soothing you jerry i'm by my kenneth you. walker shares i'm still ready to jump but well you you have a third loser so before you kick the shit out of any more Seattle Seahawks let me talk about a Chicago Bear cuz I I think Khalil Herbert was a real loser not only no in the not only not well not only in the draft but in the but in the free agency period as well. Deonta Foreman one year deal okay. But then they went and drafted Roshan Johnson and and I'm I'm very cognizant. I'm very aware of the Roshan Johnson hype. You know the guys at Player Profiler, whether that be Cody Carpentier. Check out his rookie guide. By the way, ten bucks. Ten bucks. You know, Jerry. On Fridays, I like to treat myself. That's like my one. Like I go out to lunch at work. I go get a half-pound roast beef sandwich, fries. You and, a and Arby's, drink. man. Dude, Arby's is great. It's a meat. It's you're a the meat only head. human being that still eats Arby's. But well, I've, then I'm keeping you're the, the one only one that should. keeps them going. Then I'm keeping the one at 71st in German uh, Georgetown Road in, in Indianapolis in business with my Friday ten dollars, but actually it's like ten seventy two. So really, like this Friday, if I just pack my lunch, I could get Cody's rookie guide literally for 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 like I'm, I'm sacrificing a combo meal and I'm getting a guide. Support so listen, my, and you can save support. yourself from some diarrhea too. So that's great. Well, no, I've never had. Man, what's wrong with your? We, one of these days, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a fast food draft at the end of one of these shows. But let me get back to Khalil Herbert and uh, stop pimping Cody's Carpentier, uh Cody Carpentier's rookie guide and Arby's sandwiches. God damn it, Khalil Herbert! You know the thing I heard the other day that that really made me you know nervous is not just Foreman, not just Roshan, but he was not drafted by Ryan Poles. He was drafted by the previous administration. Now, part of Roshan's allure was the pass catching. We know that the majority of running quarterbacks, it's the same reason why I'm down on I'm down on DeAndre Swift. I don't think Roshan's gonna get a lot of passing down work, but I, I think he's a guy who's a he's a big leader. Everything I've I've heard about him, he's a he's a good leader. Um, I think he'll have a good voice in the huddle. I, th- I think that it's not going to be hard for him to come in. And I think that, and again, search at DWZ Memphis and Khalil Herbert on Twitter. I was I was pretty interested in this guy back in January, but I got to be honest. I thought Monty leaving was good. I didn't think Deontay Foreman was a huge barrier. But when you add Foreman and you add Roshan, I, I think it spells bad news for, for Khalil Herbert. That's not to say that he couldn't start the season as the starter but he's someone that I'm. you probably got pretty cheap in Dynasty. It's time to cash out. Can you get a 24-second? If you're not counting on him being a big contributor, and maybe even if you are, I think it's time to get out of the Khalil Herbert business, Jerry.
1: Yeah, and if somebody doesn't necessarily believe in Roshan because he got drafted in the fourth round, you should be able to get some value from him. That said, I like Roshan. He's, uh, He's like the last running back I'll draft that I care about. So every time I can get him, I'm happy because after that, I just wouldn't touch the position. Uh, But my last guy, it is not going to be a Seattle Seahawk. I have run out of them. It is going to be two guys because it's Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. They're just they're not Sean Payton's guys. They have not been unbelievable. And believe it or not, Randy, I don't want to surprise anybody that's listening to this show or you while you listen to me ramble that we like Marvin Mims. And, you know, there, there's a chance maybe he is third on this on this list and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy stay ahead of him. I just can't imagine that to be true because neither of those guys have really done anything in their careers. Now, granted, Jerry Judy's is much shorter than Cortland Sutton's, but. I mean, they they this new regime wanted to bring Marvin Mims in. They saw Cortland Sutton. They saw Jerry Judy and they still thought after having a piss poor year last year that one of their first needs needed to be a wide receiver. And it's somebody that can create separation. It, it, it's hard to say that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy didn't sort of take it in the mouth. I mean, it was, they, did they you, already you, were, did, they, did they already were not. The sexy. Mouth? Yeah, they all, oh, they took it in the mouth. They wow. just, they have not been sexy in a long time and they've just been boring. And, it this did no good for their dynasty value. It, me, it was hard to, it was hard to trade either of these two guys before, and then they brought in another wide receiver, and now they're just sitting on your roster. Has because that, no, nobody's trading for them. So you, you're you just, you're they're, I hate they're you with your, the challenge. I want to hit with the challenge. Go ahead.
0: Have there been two wide receivers, especially teammates? Because we could say that T Higgins and Jamar Chase have exceeded expectations of what a wide receiver one and wide receiver two can do. It's really, yeah. in my opinion, been the best that one miracle season with Antonio Brown and your boy, Juju Smith Schuster. Has there been a bigger disappointing tandem at the wide receiver position in the NFL? Now there's been some injury issues with both of them. I, I understand that. And then there was the Nathaniel Hackett, but it just feels like what, I mean, Cortland Sutton came out like in 2018, 17, 18. yeah, And, and we're still waiting. He had like one yeah. good season, and we're still waiting. And and it feels like either either or neither of these guys could be on this team in a year or two. And again, I, I tweeted this out on on Friday night during the draft. It says a lot that when Sean Payton's first draft pick, not skill position guy, not not you know pass catcher, the first guy overall, it's like hey, we have five picks. You know who we need to trade up for? Marvin Mims. I'm telling you, this this could end up being – I don't want to like do all these crazy comps. This could be Russ's new Tyler Lockett, you know, uh, a, a guy that's like a, a seam stretcher, a guy that can get over the top, a guy with good speed. He's a guy that I comp to T.Y. Hilton. I think he's a lot more of a versatile pass catcher than people think. And I think before it's all said and done, I think before it's all said and done, Judy or Sutton's on a new team this year. I think that's,
1: I mean, it's a little spicy, but I don't think it's crazy. And and listen, may, maybe, maybe with Sean Payton, one of them can blow up, but I've got history on my side that would suggest it's not. And the NFL, the, the Denver Broncos told me what they thought of them when they took Marvin Mims. I'm not going to ignore that information.
0: All right. Well, let's, uh, let, let's wrap up one more concern of mine and then we'll get into some winners. How about that? Okay. And I gotta say something nice about Traylon Burke. Stick around because it's actually gonna it's gonna happen. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm concerned not from a, a real football standpoint, but from a a fantasy football standpoint. I'm worried about Michael Pittman and JT. You Partic- son of a bitch, particularly J, You know JT. He was my RB one last last week pre NFL draft. I've moved him to my RB two in a startup for Dynasty. By the time the season gets here, he could be RB three. Because currently, right now, I've got it: Brees, Hall, JT, um, Bijan. Those are my those are my top three. But here's the thing: we know that rushing quarterbacks steal goal line work. Would you agree? We've seen Lamar do it. We've seen Josh Allen do it. We've seen Jalen Hurts do it. We've seen Joe. It's a thing. Cam Newton did it. It, It's what they do. So he's 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 not going to get those 18 touchdowns that he had two years ago. But here's the part that really bothers me that we we low key forget what what his involvement was in the passing game in Indy. As a rookie, he had 36 catches. In his RB1 season 2 years ago, he had 40 catches, and last year he had 28 catches in 11 games. And, and, and the the full seasons that he played, he he averaged just over he averaged just over 300 yards per season when he played a full season. Well, if you're getting what what is that? You're getting 40 catches, so there's 40 points at PPR. You're losing 300 yards. There's where does that, that 70 points in a season just gone? Now he'll still get a couple of catches here or there. He's not going to lose all of it, but I'm telling you that could drop down to a third of that number. And so
1: why Pittman then? Same reason. Because that, that one's going to piss me off more than JT. Because I, I I can I can agree with JT, but also maybe offenses don't have to focus as much on JT if they have to worry about the rushing of Anthony Richardson. So he may get less touchdowns, but he could at least
0: he he could snap better
1: opportunities, but, but the, the Pittman thing is going to piss me off. So go ahead.
0: Well, okay. I I love what they did for Anthony Richardson. I love what they did for the actual Colts, but for fantasy football, do you think you're going to get more or less passing volume in Indy now? I, can it be worse though?
1: I mean, Matt Ryan had uh, like three thousand yards and but, like but he fifteen touchdowns
0: the ball or something. Forty-eight times a game. I mean,
1: I agree, but if you throw it into the dirt, it doesn't do much for you either way. Like I'm like I'm not fair. the biggest Anthony Richardson guy in the world. Don't get me wrong. Scared to death of him, even for for Dynasty and for your fandom.
0: You you you. Stu- but you still Matt have... Ryan
1: was fucking butthole last year.
0: But but again, this is. I, I just see less passing volume. Now, luckily he is the one. So he is insulated to that degree. But I've heard Mike Lombardi. I love Mike Lombardi. He he actually has some very good insight on, on the NFL with these with these mobile quarterbacks. He says these mobile quarterbacks need big wide run after catch wide receivers, which Michael Pittman is. But they've also got Alec Pierce. They've also got Josh Downs. They've also got Jelani Woods, Mo Alley Cox. I mean, I'm not going to go with the mouse defeat analogy, but there's a lot of guys, and it's it, it's it's not like Peyton Manning back there, where he's going to no. you know progress and make three reads. He's going to make one read and go. So so some of that improv, uh, improvisational skills, I think he's, he's going to see a dramatic dip in volume. That's my concern: it, is the overall volume, the passing volume of the offense, is going to go way down.
1: I think he's probably going to stay the same, which is unfortunate because I wanted to see him. Increase obviously because he had like ninety nine catches or something last year and like nine hundred yards and year one was like a thousand yards or something. So I wanted to see him take that that leap. And I I'm with you that I think the offense is going to struggle a little bit because they have a rookie and they have a rookie who's not exactly known for you know completing tons of passes.
0: I, I just don't see another four hundred and forty one targets. I I. I I can I can live with that. Maybe the receiving touchdowns go uh, up. You only had four last year, but I I think a,
1: long I think long term this is still better for Michael Pittman than just trying to patch old guys together just with fucking bubblegum and shoestrings. The, the problem I, I is, can hear you saying it's gonna. He's still not going to be sexy. He's not sexy at this point.
0: W- w- once even you as get a that, young wide receiver, but. Once the indie offense gets that low passing volume stank on it, that's going to be the narrative next off season. Yeah. So once once that low passing volume stank is on you, I mean that that's what we we're just talking about with Mark Andrews. That that's the 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 now hopefully Shane Steichen in two years can bring him around. Plus he's going to be a free agent, so may, maybe there's a positive. I just didn't love it because I think it brings the overall. I think they're going to slow the game down it's more run focused games with running clocks tend to have less overall plays the defense is pretty good it just i'm worried about the overall volume in Indy. but jerry let's get positive let's get happy let's be uh let's put our okay. let, 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 let's get you out of Eeyore phase give me a guy that's got you fired up
1: you can, I mean, i i sort of talked about him earlier for the same reasons that i don't like courtland sutton and jerry judy i love russell wilson and everybody hates Russell Wilson, and I have I've already accumulated three shares during this draft because I will take the old and busted guy who's got at least three capable wide receivers and he's got Sean Payton and he has a history of being successful as a dynasty asset. On top of the fact that people hate him. Yeah, uh, I'll zig when you zagging every single time. I mean that that's that's my man, and and I'm I'm gonna lump Kirk Cousins into the same thing, just so I don't I don't got to talk about two quarterbacks in this section. Bro's got Justin Jefferson, Bro's got Jordan Addison, and people don't like him.
0: Would it be crazy to say that of those two, from a dynasty standpoint, I would prefer Russ over Kirk Cousins? Is that crazy? Is that a hot take? I don't
1: think I don't think it's crazy. They're probably pretty cl- close for me, and I'll have a shitload of them. I. Did I trade for Kirk earlier? I did. I traded for Kirk Cousins earlier today.
0: Easy peasy, The the reason why I ask is is that, you know, Kirk Cousins is in the final year of his deal, and they're going to have to extend Justin Jefferson, and they're going to have to back up a Brinks truck. Not to say Mm -hmm. that they maybe won't re-sign Kirk. That's not what I'm saying. But we know with Russell's contract, he's going to be there for a a long-ass time. And I'm looking right now, and just standard ESPN scoring, you know, uh, what is that? Like, you know, uh, one point for every 25 passing yards, four point passing touchdown, blah blah blah. Kirk Cousins yep. in that format last year scored 17.1 points per game, and Russ in a quote unquote down year scored 15. So Kirk Cousins was giving you two more points a game, but I, I think there's a dip you can buy on Russell Wilson. I 100 and and 10 percent agree with Russell Wilson, and I, he was actually someone that I was you know I've been on as well. And I like the addition of Sean Payton. Go look at Sean Payton. So just so in Sean Payton's offenses, go to Pro Football Reference, take a look there. Look at all the top fives. And really like a, a quote-unquote down year is, is like top 10. That's that's a down year. His offense is in the top 10. And how did he protect Drew Brees? He had an offensive lineman, guard, center, guard. Guess what the, the Broncos went out and did this offseason? They went out and put a ton of money in that offensive line. So I think you're going to see – you and I hate this because I hate Russell Wilson, not so much as a per- – well, I, I think I kind of hate him both ways. I'm just going to be real honest. But you know what? I would not be shocked if he did not have another absolute banner year in the Mile High City. But, uh, Jerry, let me give you my guy. Now, he's not a good human. We have a lot of reasons to hate him, but it's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> a- and I I, I want to I throw a shout-out to the Podfather. So when we were invited to stream our show on the YouTube channel over at Player Profiler – I had about an hour long conversation with Matt and, you know, there there was some business talk and blah, 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 but we were just talking about, and you know, he hits me, this is like three weeks ago. He hits me out of the blue cold. Hey, what do you think about Jerome Ford? I was like, I don't know. I was like, he's a, a backup running back in, in, in Cleveland. He's like, you know, I really like him. I was like, okay. And I was like, you know, I hadn't really thought about Jerome Ford. He scored like five PPR points last year. He's like, you know, he's a guy that if if he avoids major competition in the draft, he could be a sneaky ad next year. And I was like, okay. So then today the I was prepping for this show, and I was like, hey, I, I sent him a DM. I was like, hey, you know, I don't know if you noticed this or not. I was like, but Jerome Ford was a was a low key winner in in this uh, in this draft class. He sent me back a DM. And goes, oh shit, I forgot all about Jerome Ford. So. He's a guy that I I, I kind of got it out of sequence. I should have sent out all my Jerome Ford offers, True. then th- then sent out the tweet praising the Podfather about his uh, his take on Jerome Ford and our our conversation the other day. But I think Jerome Ford was the winner, but I think Deshaun Watson was a tremendous winner again. Just like just like Russell Wilson, what did Cleveland do? I mean, it's not Cleveland. What did Denver do? They invested in the offensive line. They got him another weapon. They, they changed the head coach. They did things. What has Cleveland done? They're like, Hey, just like Denver, we spent a shitload of money on this quarterback. We had better do the, the best that we can to surround him with talent. So what'd they do? They went out and traded a second for a slot wide receiver. We all really like Elijah Moore. They yeah. drafted a guy. Like we weren't super high on Cedric Tillman. But I'll tell you, you'll be hard pressed to find a, a non fantasy person to really say a bad thing about Cedric Tillman. They really like him. You know, R.I.P. I like Donovan Peoples Jones. I'm gonna pour one out for, for, for you know DPJ. And then they got Amari Cooper, they've got David Njoku, and Joku, and they've got a pretty good offensive line. I mean, and they play in a division with Joe Burrow, with Lamar Jackson. And with an offense in Kenny Pickett with, you know, what they did in the draft, I think they're a low-key winner, too. This is a a division where points will be scored. Dude, I love it for Deshaun Watson. You want to hear a crazy trade I I, I did the other day? Shoot. So I I, I get the the notification, hey, you have a, a trade alert. I'm like, okay, this is a super flex. And I've got Patrick Mahomes and fuck all else at the quarterback position. And I'm literally being offered Dak and Deshaun Watson for Patrick Mahomes. I thought about it. I double checked to make sure that, you know, Deshaun Watson did not have another 74, another 74, uh, you know, suits. It's like, man, because I looked at the rest of this roster and like this team's loaded, but I had shit at the quarterback position. I had no draft capital to d- do anything. And I molded over for about an hour and I was like, all right, I'm going to take two of my QB1s for my QB1 overall. I don't love it. Patrick Mahomes scores a ton of points, but it's like, I'm not. I'm not going to win this thing with, you know. I I, I I didn't even have like a Mac Jones quality QB two, you mm-hmm. know. I'd lost. i lost Tom Brady in this league to retirement, and then I've always got a straggler, Sam Darnold. J- you Jacoby don't even Bissett. got like a Desmond Ritter or nothing. I don't even have a Desmond Ritter. I don't. have oh, yeah, now. Yeah, you got to so, flip him. So, so you know what? I was like, you know, you know. Uh, like, like, I would never split twenty playing blackjack. Like, when you are playing blackjack, you got two face cards against the six. I am not gonna split. Yeah, but, but in this case, I had to split twenty. I didn't have any other move. Um, we'll see how it works out for me this year. But, that's, but, but that that was my move. But, 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 but yeah, I think Deshaun Watson, based on what they did in Cleveland this offseason, I think he's a clear winner. I agree. Dr- Jerome and- Ford, shout out to the Pod Father. That was his. Uh, I do not steal others' work. I always like to attribute where I got things, and that was totally 100% the podfather.
1: I'm going to steal my own work and just say that I love running backs that everybody seems to think are not sexy. And currently, and I don't truly understand why, Najee Harris is unbelievably disrespected. This guy has been in the league for two years. He had like a 1600 yard season and he had a 1250 yard season and he had 10 touchdowns in both seasons. And you would think the dude just was Todd Gurley and just straight up fell off the face of the earth. He has no competition there. He's still going to be like 25. I is a clear winner and Najee is one of the, easiest targets to go out and buy right now because there's an exponential number of sizzly running backs out there that are not going to produce in the same way that Najee Harris is. He can catch passes, He can run. He can, he's got a nose for the end zone. What do you want from the man? Like he, he's what Josh Jacobs was 16 months ago. He's what Miles Sanders was 12 months ago. Like he's just, he's the guy that people don't love to have. And it doesn't make sense. He's young. He's highly productive. I, 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 I honestly, it it stupefies me that the man has fallen off in the way that he is. Like he, he's potentially top six running back. Like I, I'd rather have Najee Harris than Kenneth Walker.
0: Really? I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah, first it, of- pretty, pretty easily. Actually, now. I mean, you're not concerned about the offense and blah 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 with because I'm I'm so um, they work they work on their offensive line too. I don't want to hit you with a with a spoiler alert, but I am doing a player for the Player Profiler, world famous in quotations draft kit for and and Najee Harris is my guy. He's my guy for 2023. Um, I was doing a little prognostication as to what they would do in the offseason, and they they did just that. They brought in the guard from the Philadelphia Eagles. They skipped the Jets, and what was one of the most cold-blooded moves of the draft where they they traded up with New England to get ahead of the Jets. So that was Uncle Bill breaking one off in the Jets, like like he's been doing for the last quarter century. And he thought he would just take one more swipe at him, let Pittsburgh get up. They they, they got the tackle. Um, They added to the offensive line. Year two for Kenny Pickett. You know, and, and Najee... He didn't finish as an RB1 last year. He finished on the season as the RB14, so just outside of that. But he was playing with a metal plate in his foot. And he got hurt in training camp. And it was rumored to be a Liz Frank, which most of the time shuts people down. I think Najee Harris is tough as an old boot. But after their week nine bye, you know, he came back. And from that point on, he was the RB7. So from week week 10, Through week 18, he was the RB7 averaging 15 points a game. And hopefully, uh, he gets through training camp unscathed. He comes out of training camp in good shape. So I didn't take Najee. Um, He was on the list. like I wrote out about 20 guys that benefited, and uh, I agree with Najee.
1: I wouldn't say it's impossible that they wouldn't sign somebody else just because they don't have a ton of backups there. Like like if Zeke ends up there or like Kareem Hunt, like, I, I would knock him down a little bit, but also I really don't think they're going to do that because they're not a poverty franchise that would overpay for running backs, but yeah, they're, he's not out of the water yet in the competition standpoint, but just throwing that out there.
0: Oh, they also drafted the, uh, the, the big athletic tight end out of Georgia, Darnell Washington, who yeah. a lot of people assume that at some point in his career will be converted to an offensive lineman. So you know, you talk about a lot of twelve personnel sets. You got Deontay Johnson and George Pickens out there. You got Pat Fryermuth, who's a pretty good blocker in his own right. Darnell Washington on the other tight end. All these new offensive linemen. I'm telling you, this is this is good stuff for Kenny Pickett. I, this was so you remember I was talking about this back in January. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers as one of my big buy on offenses all year, and they have done nothing to stop me from from changing my mind but this next guy that i have actually i actually have two guys uh, because one guy's practically free but okay. javante williams and Samaje Perine, ryan you know um actions speak louder than words and denver went out and did all these things to the offensive line but let me read you some of the backup and they brought in a couple of udfas in the draft they only had like five draft picks because of all the trades and trading for sean payton so they brought in a couple of guys I had never heard of, like if I was literally saying, "So is this next guy, Jerry? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you w- with a uh, with a is this a running back on the Denver Broncos roster, or is this a guy who works at the Denver Best Buy, Tony Johnson Jr. Best Buy, that is Best Buy. Tony Jones Jr. On the other hand, is listed as the RB three on the denver broncos along with such rb luminaries as damari crockett and tyler Badi and a couple of like i said udfas i didn't even bother writing down their names that's kind of my point it tells me that i don't think javante williams is going to come back and like set the world on fire but samaji p Ryan has been more than serviceable in cincinnati for the last couple of years now not to say that they couldn't like bend me over a piece of lawn furniture and bring in a Kareem Hunt. They could bring in a Zeke. They could bring in a uh, fat Leonard Fournette. But end of the day, the, 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 the moves they've made to date in free agency and in the draft tells me that Javante's probably doing okay. He may not be like fully back to himself until like midseason, kind of like you know, J.K. Dobbins last year. J.K. Dobbins kind of turned it on down the stretch. But he's a guy that if I can catch a, a fellow owner lacking in a dynasty league, like in the like the early second of a super flex league, like where maybe I'm I'm gambling on a, a Kendra Miller, who I, I really like Kendra Miller. But yeah. if I could move the pick that would be Zach Charbonnet for uh Javante Williams, I might even add like a 24 second. I'm in, I'm in all day. And then if you have like, you know, mid to late thirds where this, and, and, and you need, and you're a contender and you really need like some, maybe you have Brees Hall. You don't have Javante Williams. Maybe you have Brees Hall. And maybe you're concerned that he may also get off to a bit of a slower start. Go out and try to pick up Samaje Perine. He's going to be a nice little Band-Aid for you in what should be a pretty good offense. And he might get you six, eight games this season. You know, are you going gonna to pick up him or Tony Jabroni Jr. over there at Best Buy. Jabroni on the weekends. You know, only on Saturdays. He has football on Sundays, but on Saturdays, yeah, he's selling TVs. But I'm, I'm telling you, based on the actions of the draft and the team, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little bit better about about Javante Williams. Who's your last guy?
1: Uh, it's Antonio Gibson. I mean, That's they, good they, they That's a good. They brought one. they brought in a running back in the sixth round. So best of luck to him. But. I mean, Brian Robinson has really never been awesome other than his many-men entry and surviving gunshots, which is awesome. I mean, one, one of the biggest boss moves in the history of time. Um, but his fantasy relevance came from quantity, not so much quality. And they brought in Eric Bieniemy, And if there's going to be a running back that's going to suit Eric Bieniemy gonna be antonio gibson not to mention the fact that antonio gibson has just been far more efficient and far more explosive and far better than anyone else in that backfield since he has been there and once again not sexy because he was sexy for a little bit and then he just became unpopular and he's the exact kind of guy that i'm gonna zig when everybody else is zagging on and he's even cheaper than Najee Harris. At least Najee Harris was a 101-102 sort of asset as a rookie draft, so he's always sort of insulated. Not so much the case with former argument on Dynasty Twitter that he was a wide receiver in Antonio Gibson. So e- easy winner. Didn't, didn't get competition. Gained an offensive coordinator that's perfect for his system. Yes, please. Yeah, and pretty damn cheap. Uh, and just, just, I mean, that's
0: a that's the perfect storm, and I'm not talking about George Clooney. That's not a bad. Had Marky Mark in it too. Yeah, it did big Mark Wahlberg guy over here. Like, like me some, uh, like me some Mark Wahlberg. But yeah, yeah, Antonio Gibson. I mean, I wrote the, the show sheet out today. Jerry's out being the working man, celebrating his birthday. So I just wrote out a list, and and maybe we'll take the rest of this list and we'll post it over all the patrons so they can know all of the guys that we thought we had some some uh, winners and 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 losers. From we call the that season. a
1: perk in the business. We
0: call that a, a perk of uh of, of supporting the show. But uh Jerry, I like Antonio Gibson. I like him a lot. You think you could get him for a mid second? It in
1: on the clock probably.
0: Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, like just... a, like a,
1: like if somebody sees whoever and the, and they're just they're horny for him, like that like there's there's a situation where somebody trades Antonio Gibson to get Roshon Johnson for sure.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't want to, you know, bury a, a good friend and a league mate, but we all have this league mate in, in our league that just loves draft, just loves draft picks. And and like literally the other night in a draft, I got John Mechie, who I absolutely love this year. And I love picking the brain. That's why I've had the brains of best ball players. That's why I've had Theo Griminger in here. That's why I've had Dan Williamson in here. These guys play Four figures. I don't want to get in Dan's pocket, but Dan may play five figures, you know, buy in best ball leagues. And when a guy like Dan says, I really like John Mechie, you know what? God damn it, I really like John Mechie too, because I believe in Dan. Dan is really good at this. So um, yeah, I got John Mechie for three thirds the other day. It was the 304 and two future thirds, 20, uh, two of them from next year, one from this year. For a guy that I love. And that's my point. Like when you when that pick's on the clock and everybody's salivating, they're like, Oh my I, I couldn't possi- I couldn't possibly let this guy slip by. That's when you start looking for, you know, those little value, those little value nuggets in there, because people will just say, Yeah, you know, you might be on the clock at 207 and you might be like, Do I really want to take Zach Charbonnet? Do do I really? Or you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go offer this two oh seven to the guy who's got Antonio Gibson the worst I can say is no, because you have the exact same going, the exact same thing going for you after they said no, as, as you did before you asked, because sure. you asked the worst thing they could do is, is say no. So Jerry, I, I love Antonio Gibson. And, uh, I, how much of him do you have? Are you like very saturated with him? Cause I'm I'm about 50%. Uh, well, at, I'm hoping. I, you're mean, right.
1: I, I don't know if I'm that high because when he came out, I wasn't high on him. It, he was, he was a guy that I, I sort of avoided, but as he's gotten cheap and people have not loved him as much, that's what I've gone to acquire. But that number is creeping up this off season.
0: Yeah. I I mean, you got, you got a final guy. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, I've, 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 uh, I mean, (laughs) it's funny because he's fat. It's, it's Trillin you know, I actually tweeted this out on Friday, and I was like, you know, there's no one having a, a more low-key good, you know, good off season than than Traylon Burks. I mean, they let Bobby Trees walk. Yeah, they did resign Nick Westbrook-Akina, which you know, is fine. Um, is it Kyle Phillips, the little slot receiver guy? Maybe he yeah, might from Western. He, he could maybe have like a little Hunter Renfro season, but man, you you look around the room. And it's just Chig Aconqua, the tight end, who I also believe was a big winner in this draft. And yeah. it's Traylon Burks. Guy's volume is king. And I, I went through and looked, and over the last three years with Ryan Tannehill, they've averaged about 30 pass attempts a game. Give or take, 29-30. I'm just doing that real quick. Um, you know, here on the you know, on, on the podcast. So about 30 attempts a game. So same drill. Let's say Ryan Tannehill completes. 65 percent 63 percent well you're talking you know right around 2021 completions a game well and you're only chopping that up a couple of ways that's because it ain't derrick henry either you know derrick henry might get a couple i like i like tajay spears there he might soak up a couple but by and large he's the the, he's do you remember when the houston it's not hard to remember because it's been as, as recently as last fucking year you remember when houston was really bad and they were just constantly for, with bad quarterbacks by the way just bad. force feeding the ball like Tom Savage to you know DeAndre Hopkins is it is it hard to envision an offense cuz Tennessee's not going to be that good they'll kind of no. be you know very mid both in like the literal and the, the figurative the sense and the thing that i love is i no longer have to worry about is it like Joshua Dobbs or Malik Willis I mean, there's a quarterback there that i really like and a guy that I Villa think
1: Jean is not you, my you, you, you,
0: that, that is the, the weirdest nickname ever. His name's Will Levis. He likes bananas with the peel. Man, Mayo in his a, coffee. May, <gasps> Mayo, Mayo in his <gasps> coffee. But, but, you know, I, I, th- th- this is going to be an interesting offense. But, again, why did I not like Mark Andrews? What was my concern about Pittman? What was, what was my concern about passing volume? Passing volume. And, you know, 30 over the last five, three years, They've been in the bottom five of the league in in pass attempts, but that's okay, because we're not chopping it up five ways or six ways. We're chopping it up three or four ways. He Maybe. should do he should do real well. So, but I will also say this: I will not, I will not be surprised if he shows up looking like a young Kelvin Benjamin in training camp. You remember that photo? Oh, from, oh come on! He he could literally show up looking like Macaulay Culkin at the end of My Girl just like covered in bee stings, like all swollen up and puffy. <laughs> you're,
1: <laughs> you're dating yourself, but it's funny for me. Uh, just,
0: uh, just, just YouTube the end of, of My Girl. and just, just throw in Macaulay Culkin, Bees My Girl. You'd be like, oh my God, you can't say that, but I just absolutely did. So if, if I'm going to love it.
1: But here's, this, here's, the, what I, here's what I'll say about Traylon. I think he's worth sort of diversifying with that tier of wide receivers that i talked about like there's guys that like right now i prefer like the the marvin mims and the johnny ringos and jalen reed and stuff but i i think Traylon sort of belongs in that tier like there's 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 leagues where i wouldn't want him but then there's other times where i would like to have a few in
0: case bro does hit well if you hear all the clicking in the background i'm i'm pulling up an impromptu game of would you rather With my co-host. Now this is directly from, we're up to the 401. So we have wide receivers. We're into the fourth round. This is the ultimate dynasty podcasters league with good friends of the show. Rich Dotson of the dynasty nerds, Garrett Price of the dynasty nerds, Izzy Elkafass of the dynasty trade calculator, um, the dynasty theory guys. I mean, so God. not me.
1: So they haven't made
0: stupid picks. Got it. These guys are are, are super sharp, and I, I'm going to hit you with – I'm pretty sure you're going JSN over Traylon Burks. Yeah. Same. I'm pretty Addison sure you're, you're going – yes, Jordan Addison you're going over. But here's where it gets dicey. Here, here's the line. Quentin Johnston or Traylon Burks? Sophomore versus a rookie.
1: Two people I don't like, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with QJ here.
0: I'm going with Traylon Burks just based off target competition. Okay. Because I think Traylon Burks has a better season. So who's worth more in 12 months? It's Traylon Burks. Doesn't mean they both couldn't get nuked next year in next year's draft. Yeah, But I got I to gotta look at that. A, who's more likely to score more points this year? Traylon Burks. Therefore, who's liable to be worth more on my dynasty roster 12 months from now? Traylon Burks. Same with Zay Flowers. Same with Johnny yeah, Mingo. Like a,
1: I, I would take Traylon Burks over
0: safe flowers too. So, so if if he were in this draft class, so if Quentin Johnston is going at the one o eight, now I'd be careful because like again, I got Will Levis at one eleven. You just gotta look at the needs of your roster. You know, he he's a guy like at one o eight. If you wanted to move that pick and go try to get Traylon Burks, go for it, hundred percent. Go for it. People again, rookie fever is a hell of a thing. So once the Jordan Addison. Jackson I mean, you, Smith you, you, and Jigba, you
1: could, you could probably get a little bit of plus too. I would think just on the clock too.
0: I, you know, you know, Jerry. I was once told, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. D- d- you don't, you don't have to 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 get crazy and, and run that other GM off. If I can get Traylon Burks, and you, you guys have no idea how much this hurts me to say, this hurts me, Jerry. This cuts me down to my quick. I don't like Traylon Burks, but I got to be honest. One thing you can always assure yourself here at the Dynasty Warzone is that. Jerry and I are going to shoot you straight and we're going to help you we're going to help you uh do the best that that you can based off the information that we have. So I mean that's where I'm to I'll, I'll give you 108 right now for Traylon Burks in a Superflex provided that A I don't need a quarterback and no young, no shenanigans have young strong yes, foot. Yes, Young Stroud Richardson, Bijan Gibbs, jsn and addison are off the board if those seven guys are off the board and then you're there at 108 and you don't need a qb because if you're like if you lost tom brady like i did you know maybe you had tom brady and trey lance and you're up shitts creek and you're like you got to throw willie on there you, yeah you, you, you got to take the shot at willie right there but if you're in, in you know a good shape you know maybe you've got a maybe you hit a home run this is an older league you've got patrick mahomes and maybe you hit a home run with a with a Brock Purdy or even like a, like a grand I mean, there's slayer. a lot of people
1: that have Lamar Jackson in that range. Cause he uh, won a bunch of people the first month and then didn't win them championships. So, I mean, that's sort of the range where you have Lamar. M-
0: maybe, maybe you're hoping that Kyler Murray makes it back this year. And, yeah. and like, you, you just need some depth because if you draft will Levis at one Oh eight, then you can turn right back around and maybe go try to pick up Ryan Tannehill cheap later. I don't know, but I will give you anything one Oh nine or going forward. I think that's fair. Anything, I'll give you 108, 109, depending on who's there in a super flex, and I'll gladly take Traylon Burks. Yes, it hurts me to say it. No, I'm not happy about it, Jerry, but I'm, I'm happy that the day after your birthday, after you work all damn day, that you came on here and did a bonus podcast with me. Of course,
1: man. Love it. I mean, same same birthday as The Rock, which, you know, it is is one of the great things that I have going for May 2nd, plus that. Thing. thank you thank you for having me on thank you for doing a bonus show i got to talk to you twice in four days i i mean that's the best birthday present hey. i could have gotten not actually know, true the old lady got me an espresso machine a fucking absolute a, a, a majestic nespresso? purchase
0: that espresso oh so they, i thought you meant like the nespresso like the the branding no like there's, there's no, like no, a there's wonderful there's there's, I, I i drink i made I, drink, I made a cappuccino earlier it was great i drink it was black coffee fantastic
1: oh it's got a coffee pot too
0: Okay. Like you just okay. mix
1: the espresso into the coffee. Oh my! God. So, so this,
0: so this summer when I when I you know come by, well, 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 he, well, Oh, percent. Because we're playing at the Field of Dreams, we're about an hour away from you. Of course, we're going to hang out with Jerry. So I'm going to go to Jerry's place of business. I'm going to I'm going to bring like 15 rowdy teenagers. Just um, great. Just he's going to he's, he's going to come watch the guys play a ball game. Jerry, I just looked at my soundboard. You know what I I realized when I um when I when I was talking nice about Burks? What I, forgot, you not I, do? I forgot I forgot I forgot to play this drop are you disgusted i am when i say nice things about Traylon burks it's how i Mm -hmm. feel i feel disgusted with myself but no man uh, i I, i'm really happy um thank you for what i I, we're having like a really good i can see how many people are viewing i I can really see how many people are viewing our youtube channel and guys this is great I'm, i'm hoping that this means you found us on player profiler and and you're you're trying out the show um but one of our most loyal one of our most loyal YouTube followers and patron, Mike, you know, he wants to hear Crip Mac from the soundboard. Mike, brother, you got it. The Crip Mac on hood. Of course, Mike, you know, I, any, any, anything, anything for Mike. Mike's been so loyal to us. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We are filling in this week for the guys over at the Dynasty War Games. Jesse and the guys, you know, they, they did double duty. They did, you know, basically three shows last week between all of the the first round coverage, the rounds two and three coverage, their normal show. So those guys are taking the week off to to recoup and recollect themselves. So that's why you're getting Jerry and I on Thursday. But Jerry and I will be back on Sunday, and we're going to give you the full debrief, the full download from every rookie draft that we've been in, who we think are valuable. I mean,
1: I think I've made three picks while we did
0: this show. You know, I'm, I'm probably on the clock somewhere because Neil turned 12 drafts on at once. But that's why I love Neil. Neil's <laughs> great. That's because Neil's uh, the admin of our patron. Oh, my, Patreon. Turn, my turn to pick in Patreon 15 right now. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, you could get rookie draft help from me or the man of the hour there, as well as our group chat. You know, it's the, that's the wisdom of crowds. You know, a lot of times you may be up at 4 a.m. because you're a, a, third, a third shift welder. Well, guess what? The Aussies are up. Our, our boy Austin's up. A lot of people are up banging around at those times of day. So uh, group chat's always good. Draft help's always good. And it's five bucks a month. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And on behalf of the birthday boy, belated birthdays to our boy, Jerry, you can follow him at JerrySendDWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. Please follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. Leave a sub, leave a review, do whatever you can. Those are all the free ways to help us. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here on Sunday, Player Profiler YouTube channel. Thank you all. Justin Shorter, 505. Hey,
2: fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging My hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty fantasy football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one on one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say, my favorite part about the depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing
0: we won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.